Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're trying to predict the un- unpredictable. You know, I mean, we're, we're assuming you'll see zones, you know, because the other teams deal with it too. You know, we're not the only one dealing with it. Um, so working on that a little bit, working on... Um, you know, playing maybe a little bit differently so that we can simplify this. Uh, because again, like you play the game, people are going to expect you to win. They, nobody cares who's eligible for practice. Who's they're going to expect you to win. Yeah, Richard Patino talking about the just the awkward start of the college basketball season here, and um, the Gopher football team had their game against Wisconsin canceled for this week. So we'll dive into some of that. Also, it's a write that down. Wednesday here on Mackie and Joe, where we make predictions and hold each other accountable. So we'll do that. A quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated, during this pandemic period, has donated 18,000 N95 respirator masks to Owatonna Hospital and several outdoor blue lights for the Owatonna Clinic building as well. So uh, those Federated Insurance employees, in addition to just giving you business owners peace of mind, they're also donating their time, talent, and financial resources to helping our communities. Find out more about the great work that Federated does across the board at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's always our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to the show. This would ordinarily be one of the great drinking days in America, boys. Oh, yeah. But it's not this year. Are it's you guys not, big Wednesday yes. before? Th- okay. Humongous. I, humongous I feel, one. <laughs> I feel like I founded it because oh. I started in the early, early 90s um, when, when it was, I think it was popular, but not like it became. Because I, I, I saw uh, a Star Tribune piece last week said that Drinksgiving was coined in 2007. Well, I was getting hammered 17 years before that. So (laughs) because it became quite clear when I turned uh, 21 or neared it, right? It became very, very clear. New Year's Eve was just a gong show. Like, it was awful. Like, it was just terrible. Nobody knew what they were doing. Everybody was so bleeping drunk. It's unnecessarily expensive. Yeah, it, should, yep. it was just a the gong. logistics are tough. And I'm sure there was a time, a long, long time ago, where it was fun. But by the time I came of age, it was done. So, to me, the greatest drinking night of my lifetime, which is now, by the way, also jumped the shark big time, was today. Yeah. And tonight. It was great. Your friends all came back. And uh, the gong show aspect didn't start till sometime in the 2000s because I feel like it gained popularity then after that. Yeah, I mean, it's always been a big one for me and my high school friends. I am kind of like looking forward to not having to do it for the first year just because there's – I mean, I went to a pretty big high school, so I, I, there were 600 kids in my class. But you, we usually go to Grand Avenue, so I went to Central, which isn't too far down the road from here. And we typically go to Billy's on Grand. That's been our normal spot the night before Thanksgiving. We didn't really like ever. We don't ever go there any other time of the year. It's just for the one day. of And the this year. is with your high school friends. You said, yeah, high school. Because that's the other component to to drinks giving is that yeah. it's usually you go back to your hometown right. or whatever. Right. You see people that you haven't seen and in a while. The last year too, it's been jumped. Uh, the Creton Durham Hall kids and the Highland kids have kind of jumped the shark, and the Central kids have just been more dwindled and dwindled and dwindled away. And every year, I always end up having this like 
insane deep talk with some like not stranger but someone I haven't seen since like high school graduation. Yeah, that's a bad. And idea. I'm kind of glad that that trend is ending. Yeah. To be completely honest, <laughs> yeah. so you just so it just evolves into a deep conversation yes. about your past, about what, my past or about my life or whatnot. Why like, you why you bullied them ten years ago? Vice versa. The key, like, it's just the it's key a whole is, thing, dude. The key is shed the friends, keep drinking elsewhere. Yeah. That's what I did. Like, I, I used to go see high school friends from Benilde and stuff. But after a while, I'm just like, I don't want to see There's these people like anymore. There's like 10 people. I got flack for this on Twitter, too, from some of my friends. I tweeted it last night. There's like 10 people I want to see from my high school. 10? Which, I, which I even think is a pretty high amount. It's a lot. Dude, it is a lot. I'll, I'll admit. So I graduated with 425 people at Buffalo High School. Um, I love all my high school friends. I don't really hang out with them or anything anymore, and I yeah. sometimes I feel guilty because I was like, "There's like we didn't have like falling outs or anything. It's just been twenty years almost." Yeah, you have nothing in common so. now. There's like there's three or four that I genuinely consider very good friends, and then the other seven they're like friends, and I'm cool seeing them, and then everyone else falls off a cliff, and like I, I could go the rest of my life without seeing you. You don't need to <laughs> That's now. Kind of how I look. No, at no, it. no. You're yeah. You're at the age now where I would start to be like, I you know what? It's been fun, but. Bye. See you later. Can you fire up some NFL Films music sure. for me real quick here? Yeah, absolutely. Because I have for you guys, as we dive into this discussion, I've got my best drinking holidays pecking Ooh. order for you. Oh, let's hear it. All right. Let's hear it. And again, I, I'm sticking to holidays here. And if I'm missing one, let me know, because I'm okay. just throwing this together off the top of my head. Okay. So I'm not counting like bachelor party right. or no, wedding, no. none yeah, of that stuff. Count. Like these are, these are landmark benchmark days on the calendar, okay? Yeah, we'll start at the bottom. St. Patrick's Day is six on my list. I'm ranking six. Okay. St. Patrick's Day, as a guy who bleeds green, I am an Irish. I'm, I'm 60% Irish, 40% Norwegian. My last name is Irish. Um, my father is very Irish. And you're not Declan, but yeah, you're Irish. Yeah, you're Irish. I'm not. I, I don't need to go out to like a jam packed. Yeah, you can't. You can't like breathe without you know coming into contact with someone's beard. It's You're, a complete gong show. It's it awful. It like, the, like tents outside You're, and like there's one keg and it's just ridiculous. Yep. So um, I'm out on St. Patrick's. Plus the weather is usually crappy. It's the middle of March. It's just like yep. the worst weather ever. And uh, I'm out. Here you Number five, New Year's Eve. Again, it's it's more expensive than it normally would be. Like the dinners are more expensive, yeah. the drinks are more expensive. Five and you want to go somewhere? Get rid of them. Not to mention, it's just a pain in the ass to get around. You don't want to get caught it drunk is. driving. And the other thing I would say is, <laughs> by the time I'm already done with like the Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, I've been drinking for like a month and a half straight. And you're at fat. that point, you're yeah, fat. By you're then. fat. Your pants aren't comfortable. You've, you've already sort of looked ahead toward the next year and getting a, a head start. For me, anyways, I'm just thinking, all right, how can I clean my life up for the next year? And I just feel guilty getting sloshed on New Year's Eve. Okay, it's just, just a me thing. Right? Okay, number four, the Fourth of July. Now we're getting into some some more prime drinking territory here. It's nice out. Fourth of July is nice. A little, little reprieve. If, if it lands on like a, a Thursday or a Friday or a Tuesday or something, you get that four-day weekend sometimes. I do hate fireworks, but yes, the drinking yeah. is fun. Yep. And so, uh, you know, out, outdoor weather, you can drink a light beer. You can drink a Corona Hard Seltzer. That's spike right. sparkling water. Or Pure, Beach six. Pure Beach vibes. Mm-hmm. It's great, right? Now we get into the to the ones that can... Now, you might disagree with this one. I've got Drinksgiving number three on my list. But I'm okay. not talking about like going back to your hometown to some towny bar or in this year's case, just like drinking at home. I like the fact that you have a four-day weekend on the horizon. And you can just like get as drunk as you need to on a Wednesday. And you can roll out, roll out of bed on a Thursday, eat a bunch of great food, and then three full days to recover after Thursday. It's a good way to look at it. I, just, you, I like that it's like it gives you all weekend to sort of recover from how drunk you got on it Wednesday. It used to be a clear-cut number one. Yeah. Like it was the clear-cut. Yeah. Like I... 20 years ago, if that was third, you're crazy. God willing, this will be the first Thanksgiving tomorrow. I will not be hungover in about nine years. Well, you can still drink tonight. Oh, I can still drink tonight. I'm just saying I typically get pretty bombed on this evening, and I don't don't think. Are you alone tonight, or are you with family tonight? I'm alone tonight. That I know So you'd have to get slashed alone. Yeah. You know know what? Underrated. (laughs) Ladies, Declan doesn't under, have to be alone under, No, he does. No, it's COVID, <laughs> man. No. And by, by the way, drinking and watching TV is, by yourself, an underrated pleasure. I've been doing it a lot 
during, especially the I, last You know six what? Weeks. And no one's passing judgment. I had yeah. three seltzers and watched three episodes of The Crown last night on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, okay, now we got problems. Oh, my God. No, it's a we're great We're going to go for job. hockey. We're watching go for Not hockey. Go for ho- yeah, they're 4-0, Beat the Phil. Ohio State Buckeyes. Let me know. Sweep them. Let me know when they get to the to the NCAA tournament. Okay. All right. We'll do. If they, I, if they get that far with COVID. I'm still knows. scarred from going to every go for hockey game for four years at the U of M. The year after they won back-to-back national championships. And I, I went to school thinking, this is great. Go for hockey. Jump on the bandwagon. They're going to win like three national titles, and they haven't won one since. And so I'm I'm still a little, a little sour better. on go for hockey. A little better. All right. Number two. Two. Memorial Day weekend, all right? Memorial Day weekend, it's part of what it signifies. It signifies the beginning of summer. It signifies usually the beginning of pretty good weather, baseball season. I love Memorial Day weekend because you can go watch a day game at Target Field during non-COVID years. You can slow sip on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday into a Monday. Um, it's, it's, it's what it signifies. The Monday it's being a, off a is huge, too. I love, yep. I love Mondays. And the number one drinking day, or I'm going to say yeah, what days. Are you, what are you coming up with? Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Okay. Because ordinarily, you don't have, I mean, in our industry, we do have. So like, while the baby the Jesus is being born, you're getting dude, sloshed? Dude, I mean, here's, here's why I rank it number one. With a lot of these other ones. <laughs> You don't necessarily like. There's some travel involved. Like you might be, you might have like New Year's Eve. You might be out and about. Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, you know exactly where you're going to be. You're going to be at home. You're going to be wearing pajamas all day. There's going to be snacks all over the place, and you can you can drink any number of things. You can drink spiked eggnog. You can drink oh. beer. You can drink wine. You can do that tonight if you want it. I'm just saying, like I love the feeling of all right not going anywhere for a couple days here i'm just going to sit back and just have like a 48 hour buzz can on. i tell it's you why why tonight is still for me personally at home a great night to drink because here here's what i i like and it's the um it's the exact opposite of what you're talking about phil but by the time that you get to new year's eve what i love about tonight is the fact that it's the beginning of the holiday season you don't feel as filled with alcohol and food yet. So it's sort of like a precursor to it all. And tonight opens potentially the floodgates. That I like. <laughs> that I like. Because by, the time I, get to, by yeah. the time I get to Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, it's been December and I'm sort of slogged down. Yeah. Um, I love that tonight just starts it all off. It's like the kickoff. Do you guys feel... Any no, anticipation. De- Declan might be different because like Declan can eat anything he wants and yep. like can't put on weight. Correct. Judd and I eat a sandwich and gain five pounds. Yep. So we'll, we'll look at one. Don't have that issue. So are you like? Do you guys feel from 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 Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's Eve? Do mm-hmm. you feel guilty about what you consume? Never. Because I should, but I don't. And I don't think anyone should change my life in December or in. Here's January. my problem. My problem is this: this year's been so bleeped up. That I don't see how it can be different. Like I could look at myself and because I've seen like like pe- people that quarantined and went on big diets and lost weight. Yeah, it, it, and it I'm def- like, that's it, not happening. Be, for- it definitely can be different. It's like, not a lot happening. Of people, no, but it's not happening for I, me. I follow a guy on Facebook, and I, I I just by the way, if you want to be Facebook friends, like I just click accept and everything. Judd's been well, like locked I, out of his account for nine years. Yeah, and I would, and I've I've I'm, had some listeners. I'm sorry, I, I don't do Facebook with. I'm them. never going back. To Facebook, Twitter, ever. and Instagram, bring it on, but but no Facebook. Facebook's more of a private thing for yeah. you. I'm Team Declan I, here. I, I, there's a guy I think I, I I don't even know if I know him personally, but he's like been documenting his journey since COVID hit. He's lost like 120 pounds. That's what I'm saying. And, but, I'm, and I'm over here just like eating Pringles. But how would, how how is this working for him? What do you mean? How is it working for him? Well, like what's he doing? I can't get to, my health club keeps shutting down on me. What am I supposed to do? Don't drink nine beers every day, yeah, and yeah. it's all lifestyle changes. <laughs> Right, but what, how on earth can I change my lifestyle during a pandemic? I mean, I'm being challenged to give up, so I'm just giving up. Like the we Lord sh- has looked at me and said, "Here's your chal- here is your ticket to give up." Actually, you know and what? I say, "Lord, I'm giving up." You know what we should do on this show? We should do we should connect Jub with like a life coach. Oh God, I love. That. And we should record the conversations once or twice a week for the Mackie and Judd podcast. Judd with a I'd life coach or a fitness coach. I'd be happy to do it. Phil and I talk about this Life coach time, would be great. But if, if Judd and Karamo from Queer Eye ever got together, I would I would <laughs> yes. pay hundreds no, of would, dollars. And you would have to pay. I'm not the exaggerating. The price tag, Declan, would be very high from Karamo. I, I would pay hundreds of dollars for Karamo to Karamo, pick apart the Karamo, demons Karamo, in your brain. Or do we connect Judd with Jonathan Van Ness? Oh, my. I don't Queer know. Eye. 
I don't know. <laughs> Google Jonathan Van Ness. Jonathan Van Ness. Because, I, I mean, I would do. I don't know. I talked to I'd a life do. coach. I, I think the JVN. I mean, would, the JV, well, there are two different things. The JVN would be more comical. Jonathan Van Ness. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. JVN part would be more comical, <laughs> but Karamo would be more like deep and like could really get into the weeds of and unpeel the layers yeah. that is Judd Zolgat. JVN. So JVN's the guy that sort of gets. I'm looking you. at him. JVN is the uh, is the makeover guy. Okay. And Karamo is the have a five minute conversation with you and get to like the core of all your inner child problems. Yeah. Guy just makes everyone cry on that show. So it's Karam what? Karamo. K A R A M O. Karamo. He used to be on the real world in like the early 2000s right. on MTV. Yep. Oh, Karamo Brown, okay. Yeah, you probably seen it. Which one was Oh, Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah. That's the last one I think I watched. I got oh, so yeah. tired of that show. There was also a guy in Philadelphia, really sour a big tall blonde guy who played in the NFL for a minute too. Yeah, that's right. I remember the guy's name. That's but, right. Yeah. So, so anyway, wow. Good <laughs> list. <laughs> good list. Um I think tonight so Tonight I like still as a drinking night, but I don't go out. So I've soured on the whole bar scene thing. Yeah. For if if I could, I wouldn't go out tonight anymore. Yeah. And we, plus, you're you're right now. I mean, the cops are everywhere. It's not worth it. It's the it's the most likely day to get a DUI. It's more than Thanksgiving, or it's more than St. Patrick's Day. It's more than New Year's Eve. Black Wednesday is, is statistically the most likely day you'd get a DUI. Blackout Wednesday. Yep. Blackout that feels Wednesday. completely unnecessary in 2020 to be getting DUIs. That, you know, I just like well, if, if you drive a tonight, drink in, in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so. ab- absolutely correct. Hey, I got a question for you, for you boys, mm-hmm. because this show used to be the Mackie and Judd Roycey Turkey Special. That's right. Is he doing this? No. Well, no, right? He, he might be doing something, but it's not this. But anyway, here here's my question: If we were doing the show, who the hell is Turkey of the Year for 2020? Besides the year itself, uh, man. I mean, COVID is well, right. The ultimate turkey, but like, who would be a hu- who would be the human candidates for Turkey uh, of the Year? Do, do Spielman and Zimmer are they handcuffed as no. a candidate? No, I don't think they. I don't Not think by they Patrick even because no. they've they kind of fought back a little bit now, and they've gone through. I mean, injury issues. I mean, P- PJ's at the table because he's always going to be at the table. Yep. It could be. Yeah. Well, let's go through some of the teams here. So, is there anyone that stands? Oh, out you know the who's Vikings? a candidate? You know who's a dark horse candidate in Patrick's world, or oh, would, would I be. Got it. Rocco. Rocco. Yeah. Rocco would be a dark horse. Rocco. Those playoff moves were absolutely atrocious. Yep. I love that one. That that would be that would definitely be a candidate to win. He might go Falvey Levine. Well, he might go Rocco and Kevin Cash. Oh yeah. And then mm. like and then like Falvey Levine and then whoever's currently running the Rays. I like it. Because managers are mostly just puppets for front offices, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I really like that one. Good one. What about, let's just go through team by team here. Anyone on the Vikings? They've had a down year, but, it, and they did I, lose a playoff game last. I, I can just I can just see Zimmer for a little bit of he thought the defense would be good. The Daniil Hunter situation with the whole tweak, the way he yeah. handled that. I don't think he's a slam dunk for sure, but I think he's okay. in the con. I think he's at the table. I think he's at the table. So, okay. so let's go Vikings. I think uh, Kirk. Can always be at the table. He's not winning it, but I think he'd be at the table. Throwing all those picks. Yep. Bad start was... Kirk also, in the biggest Vikings win of the calendar year, had the biggest play. Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Saints, right? Yep. So I, I don't think he wins it, but I think he might get at the table. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I, to me, there's no other Vikings that really, like... No, no players, right? Up. No players What at all. about the Timberwolves? Could oh, oh, Ger- oh he he yeah Gerson? for culture the you know what he might do he yeah. might it might be the culture club table yeah. <laughs> I love it the culture club table but you're right Gerson I think Gerson I think all the Gerson stuff drives him crazy so I think that's a good one so at the culture club table he'd have Gerson and Ryan and he'd have he'd probably put Ethan Casson because he always brings up Ethan Casson <laughs> for being like you know, corporate culture guy he does and um and then he would put PJ Fleck. He'd probably put Baldelli and the Twins in there too. Yeah, and he might praise. He might actually praise the Wild for having not gone down the culture path yet. That at least yeah. Billy Garen won't be doing that. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think Bill will ever mention the term culture. Will he? Anyone from the Wild? I don't. I don't think so, Judd. I really don't. I don't think he's anyone that's, that's an turkey obvious. worthy. Um, no, because he and Pat doesn't. Pat wouldn't care enough about hockey to like pick on Suter or something like that. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Go for basketball? I mean, he always picked on Patino, but then PJ sort of passed Richard as I just don't think the go for the, basketball team is so off the radar Yeah, now. I think you're right. Yeah. 
Now, knowing Pat, because he goes outside local sports with at least the names that he throws out, I don't think we've had very many non-local turkeys since, like, the 80s. But he would like he would consider putting like various politicians, the oh, Trump you know, family, because he's a Democrat. Oh, you right? know, you yeah. know who would definitely be close, Rob Manfred. He oh. hates Rob Manfred, and he's not wrong. Manfred could be on there. Yep, Manfred because Manfred, sure. he's. I, I think in, in Pat's mind, he, he is actively ruining baseball, and he might be at the head of the list of people actively ruining also, baseball. One of the rare instances where. Pat goes with the majority opinion on something because most people think Rob Manfred's a clown. Right. And ordinarily, Pat would find the silver lining. Like when everyone was out on Tibbs, Pat became Tibbs guy. Right. So that shows you how bad Rob Manfred is if you've got Royce going with the the mob in this case. That's a pretty good list here. So Rocco Baldelli. Not a person, but a thing. Because I could see Pat. It, It worked, but I could see Pat. Hating the idea. Bubbles. Sports bubbles. Oh. Okay. Like this whole thing of we'll put you in a bubble to complete the playoffs. I could see him picking on bubbles. Because yeah. he would look and he would point at the NFL and Major League Baseball and say, We've played you know, got a little hairy, but we played right. all the games. We didn't need a bubble. And bubbles are sort of precious, right? Like, oh, it's safe in the bubble. Oh, Pat hates that stuff. By the way. <laughs> He hates the he hates the preciousness of well we found a special place it's called a bubble didn't need the bubble yep it's ridiculous pretty good list your boys I think the twins I think he might pick the twins pretty good list yeah Rocco Baldelli it's, it's eighteen consecutive playoff defeats is that mm-hmm. right now yes zero and eighteen okay that's that by itself deserves recognition he could also put I would think because because the offense is part of the reason here he could put a Miguel Sano in this conversation. Yep. He could put like a Max Kepler. I don't think he would single out any of these guys because they were all atrocious. <laughs> so it's possible that he would just put the entire Twins offense. I just keep going back to the fact that Rocco took out two starting pitchers who were pitching really well in absolutely key games. Yeah. Um, and he hooked them both and it didn't work. But again, like the thing with Pat, though, is he's he's when you've nailed the obvious thing. He's a step over here. Yeah, yep. that's true. So the, it's always like one step. So it could be ruining baseball. So it could be this is what's ruining baseball. Yeah. Kevin Cash, Salvi, Levine. If you wanted to go national, it could be this is what's ruining baseball. But if you wanted to go local, the obvious one, like you said, is Rocco Baldelli pulling his two best starting pitchers and then uh, and then relievers gave up runs. But, right. but the pivot to the right is, yeah, but the offense only scored Whatever. Yeah, you're Two right. runs in the series. That's a good point. And so the offense is the turkey in this case. And it could just be like, he he could give the turkey of the year award to like two decades of twins postseason in conference. That's what I, that's the, y- yes. I think you hit it. 18 consecutive defeats. I mean, think about that for a second. It's impossible to do. Yes. And it's baseball. It's more impossible. I, you know what? I think you just nailed it. I think that would win it. Two decades, Two decades of twins, of twins postseason incompetence. Yes. Because he gave it to 25 years of Wolves basketball at one point. And didn't he give it to like 50 years of Golden Goal for football or something at one yeah, point? Yeah. Yeah. Or 30 years or something. You just got it. Okay. That's what it would be. Can we run this by him when we have him on today? Or is yeah, he, I, I don't so. want to spoil anything. I, think he's I, do, I don't think he's doing. He what, hates when we try to guess it with him because then he feels like he can't. No, well, let's just tell him. Let's just say that, that we, we know that he's not doing the turkey, but, but we are. here's what we think you might have done. <laughs> Because he'll say yes or no, we've right? We've purchased the intellectual property now. We own it. Yeah. So This was one of my favorite shows, though. I loved always trying to guess. And you're right. He'd come on and sort of be like hem and haw. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, Pat, come on. It's been written for a month. Yeah. So all right, well, so we'll get him on. We'll wrap with Royce. Also, I've had a few people reach out on Twitter and a couple emailers asking a couple questions. One being, are you guys ever going to do songs by the U-Log again? And I think the answer is we won't this year. But now that Declan has learned how to play guitar, yeah, can you sing a little bit? I can sing a little bit. Okay, because Dave bit. Harrigan was always like, it was like, not that Dave and I had great voices, but like of the three of us, Dave and I had the best chance to hit a note. And yeah. we needed we needed Judd for we needed Judd for the background vocals. Yes, <laughs> which is I can I can, I can nice sing lead. <laughs> I Ringo. think I can sing lead. So I think maybe you and I can work on yeah. it for 2021. A little Paul John, yeah. But I've also had a couple people ask, like, what did you guys do with all those old songs? And so I've I've actually sent the songs to some people. So if you're interested, I might be able to send you some of the songs. I think we should play them again, too, yes. next month. Let's start to break them out. Next month? 
I mean, you want to play them today? We've been rocking Christmas music in our apartment for two weeks already. Oh, we've boy. got three trees up. Three? What? Two and a half. One's a shorter one. Why? Oh, yeah. What are you doing? We're in the Christmas spirit, man. Okay. Just call me Ross Brendel. I, I, I am. As soon yeah. as November oh. 1st hits, we're oh, ready to rock and roll. I, I, I am, hope to God you're wearing your shirt. I'm a very strict, like, December 1st guy, but because of the pandemic and because of the lockdowns, I, I, I understand it, but I typically do not entertain the whole. Once Black Friday happens, it's in Christmas spirit. No, it has to be December 1st. But Black I think Friday. we can make a rule that now that we're here and it's it's Drinksgiving, it's Thanksgiving week, we can start mixing in some of the old songs by the U-Log here. Some of the old classics that people might appreciate. Boys, we got a new football coach in town. I'm sure excited about this one. Yeah, defense should be good. Yeah, clock management might be a little bit of a problem, but we can work on that. No need to sweat the details. I tell you what, I believe in him. Tracy Clays, he's going to be a good one. You better watch out. We got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. He used to assist. His defense was grand. He's got a girl's name now. Tracy's the man. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Oh, yeah. A close game against Michigan. Covered at Ohio State. Moral victories sure are great. You better watch out. We got a new guy. Runs motion at the goal line and bleeds the clock dry. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Tracy Clays is coming to town. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. And welcome in to the only show in America that actually keeps track of each other's predictions, holds each other accountable with batting averages and home runs. Everyone else is too afraid, too afraid to look stupid, too afraid that their credibility will be shot. But when you're already stupid and have no credibility, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Welcome to the Mackie and Judd show. So here is how it works. We're going to get our guy, Sam, listener, Sam is going to join for some predictions today. Here's how Write That Down works every single Wednesday. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you want to participate, we have we actually still have a couple openings in December. Otherwise, we're going to start looking out into January. Uh, you can DM me at Phil Mackey on Twitter if you want to participate. Even if I don't follow you, my DMs are open. So just at Phil Mackey. On Twitter. You guys ready for a little accountability session? Write it down. You like writing things that down? all depends. Well, yeah, it was a so-so. Weekend. You should be pretty happy. Oh, God bless it. Oh, yeah. Judd came in as the batting average leader and tied for the home run lead. Declan and Rami both chasing Judd for the batting title. But it's going to be tough now that Judd puts up a two-for-two two performance. Go for football. We'll have a game canceled before the 2020 season is complete. Yeah. Called that last week before uh, they, they were missing 20 players against Purdue. Yep, and it's not a homer because we're in a pandemic, but it's a good prediction, very timely prediction. And you said the Timberwolves will not trade the number one overall yeah. pick. They did not. Mm, the fans, go, the fans are going crazy. They love to see this. I will, I will say that we do have some controversy to get to at some point in this accountability session All right, that a listener pointed out. We'll get to that. Okay. Jonathan Harrison, last year's reigning defending batting champion. 
He said the Wolves will include their number one pick in a trade with the Rockets <laughs> for James Harden. That would have been awesome. Jonathan Harrison going Miguel Sano. Would have been amazing. That's a swing. He said the Loons would win the Supporters' Shield and MLS Cup. They're still alive for MLS Cup because they, they advanced to the second round of the playoffs, but the Supporters' Shield is the best regular season record. They did not achieve that. Why do we call it the Supporters' Shield? I am not sure why I it's called the, the I, I mean, The MLS logo is a shield, so I, I maybe that's why. I don't know. That's my soccer banter for today. I don't know is yeah. also an acceptable yeah. answer, as my wife simple, would tell me. I think a simple wrong would have done just fine, but yeah. I do that all the time, yeah. where my wife asks me a question, and I don't know the answer, but I try to like deduce it out loud. Well, yep. it could be this, and she's like, you mean I don't know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, she's a very Man smart lady. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart lady. Um, and then uh, Jonathan was correct on this. He said the Loons will finish with a home playoff spot, uh, which they did, and they will win at least one of those games. Which- nice. Yeah. They did. Now he made that prediction, and like, it's a it's a good parlay. It's not a home run. Yeah, it's not a home run. Manny said Daniel Oturu will be a lottery pick in the 2020 draft. We did think that at one time, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, did. yeah. And he said the Wolves will trade their own lottery pick this summer. They didn't do that either. Rami had nothing come off the board. Declan. Well, if shouldn't I'm not going to catch Judd, shouldn't I shouldn't root for other people to fail. Yes, I should. Cheer for yourself to do well. I can, I can root for both. Declan's not going to be happy. Sports Dad doesn't like this. Declan's not going to raise be you happy like this. this. All right, I said the Wolves will pit will make at oh. least two picks between one and sixteen. They, I, I was basically saying they're going to trade up with their second pick. They traded it, but they traded. Back. I said the Wolves will trade the number one overall pick. And I said that Justin Jefferson would score at least three touchdowns against wow. the Cowboys. I said that when he was drafted. I did hedge on the Wolves thing, though. I said that they will select Anthony Edwards number one overall. Take that. I'm I'm sort of resigned to not competing for the batting title here in the last month, and so I'm going to shift. I'm going to shift my strategy to a different category for the rest of the year. I know what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. You're All trying, right. Trying to win the home run title, baby. Listeners, Dan C said the Gophers will win the national championship. I think we can put that one to bed for now. Justin in Rochester said Kirk Cousins will start fewer than ten games this season. Uh, I think they're, yeah, they've played 10 and he's several 10. Dominic said the Wolves will trade their first overall pick to assist Cat and D'Lo. Now in here, I think it said their first round pick, but uh, I believe the spirit of this was their first overall pick yeah. to assist Cat and D'Lo. Ryan said, now, now I think between Declan and I, we might have made a mistake in the notes because th- I, I copied this from the notes. I think it was supposed to be a parlay because it says the Wolves will re-sign Malik Beely, uh, Beasley, and then it says grab stats in parentheses. I don't know what the second part of this was supposed to be, but he got the first part right. <laughs> so whatever. Ryan gets a point. If you have any recollection of what that was supposed to be, Dex. Otherwise, I think we just give him the point here because they did re-sign Malik Beasley. Yeah, I don't I don't remember why I would even put that, so I'm not sure. But It's okay. Ryan, we'll give you a point for yeah. that one. And then Nick and Blaine stepped up to the plate. Yeah, And he said the Timberwolves will keep their first overall pick. They will draft Anthony Edwards, and they will trade the 17th oh, pick. Nice, Nick. Yeah, Circle the bases, run. Nick and Blaine. Nick. Nice. That's a home run for Nick and Blaine. I believe that's the third home run of the season for the listeners, which we'll get to in a second. Declan Goff, you said the Vikings will win their next three games. And then we get to the controversy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we get to the controversy. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a backstory on this, okay? So Declan said, and I, I went back and listened, and, and this is exactly what you said. You said the Timberwolves will announce a trade tonight on draft day, last Wednesday. And right after our podcast posted, I got a DM from listener Adam, and he said, I just listened to today's Write That Down session. Declan does not get a hit for his Wolves prediction if it happens. He said, and the wording is very important here, the Timberwolves will announce a trade tonight on draft day. None of the teams that made trades on draft night can be commented on or official until the new league year on Friday. Had he proposed, had he said the Wolves will make a proposed trade or a Woj bomb or Doogie report would lead to a trade. And so sure enough, the press release came out on Friday at 3.30 announcing a Wolves trade. The wording of your prediction was the Timberwolves will announce a trade tonight on draft day. I'm going back and listening because this is that's BS. That's not what I said. 
You didn't say that? I did not say I that. Swear, I swear. Phil said he went back and I listened. I went back and listened to it, and you said the Wolves will announce a trade tonight oh, on draft day. Counselor, I'm afraid that does, does not count. That's... I. Adam Adam continues. He said, <laughs> I the, love Adam. Adam said the wording Adam, thank you. the wording unfortunately cost Declan a hit, but that should be expected from a write that down rookie. You can take it to a vote next week, but I do believe in the spirit of write that down, Dex cannot get the hit. Much like I didn't get the good question cuz I rambled with Jaywell, <laughs> Dex doesn't get the hit cuz he didn't do it right. This is like right. this is like when you watch This is a tough crowd. This is like golf tournaments where like somebody'll call in, I saw Dustin Johnson's ball move a quarter of an Adam's inch. Adam's more dedicated to the show than we are. So listen, if you wanna this is a democracy. If you want to go back, grab audio yep. evidence audio. for next week. Okay. We can replay this and then we can put it to a vote. Okay. All right. Very upset. So this is okay. still this can no. be appealed. Well, I mean, it's just a wording thing. I've done the same thing. I've lost points. Oh, oh my gosh. I've lost countless. And so with that, Judd, you have a a pretty big lead here in the batting average race. You're batting 420 with three home runs. Feeling good at the plate. Rami, 386 with one home run. Declan at 338 with one home run. I'm sitting at 283 with three home runs. Listeners, 216 with three home runs. Manny Hill, 188 with one home run. John Harrison, 179 with two home runs. So we have Judd at the top of the batting average race by 34 points. And three of us tied with three home runs at the top of the home run uh, category. Write it down. You I like know what you're going to try and win, Mackie. Yeah, I, I think the batting average race ship has sailed for me, and so go um, Adam Dunn. I've got one strategy the rest of the season, and it's bombs. bombs You've got bombs. bombs and bubble gum, and you're all out of bubble gum. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's get Sam in here. Sam, what's going on with you? Not much. How are you guys doing? Great. Declan's mad. Are you, well, yeah, dog there, too. I'm about to say, Sam, are you about to make some good predictions and or sabotage the producers? Write that down predictions? Or what's up? Uh, no, it's what, not Sam's fault, man. It was no, Adam. I'm not blaming Sam. Oh, man. Let's see, man. Wisconsin won. So let me take care of the dog. That's fine. <laughs> you, you, you hear I, a gunshot? <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, what's no. Up, what's pooch? What's the dog's name? All right. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, COVID has really thrown a wrench into my predictions. I was going to do, of course, I'm a Wisconsin fan, and with the Battle of the Axe happening, naturally coming on to make three predictions. So my next idea was to do my next hometown, which is the Naval Academy, which is located here in Annapolis. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're kids because of COVID as well. So (laughs) I had to go back to the drawing board. Now, now you're just going to make three predictions about your dog's weekend, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> dog's excited to be on. So, uh, yeah. yeah, what's the dog's name? Uh, this is Minnie. Hello, Minnie. What's up, Minnie? All right, Minnie. Pooch. Minnie's like, okay, whatever. We're going to get Minnie to make a prediction. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to go around the room three times. We'll start with Sam, Judd, Declan, back to Phil. And uh, just in case the lesson hasn't been learned this season by all of us, wording and phrasing does matter in Write That Down. We can't prove intent. We can only prove phrasing. Write it down. You like writing things Long down. is what this is. It is. And by the way, we would take feedback if, if you uh, – this is this is a committee of not just us but listeners as well. So, mm-hmm. Sam, we'll start with you. Make your first prediction. Techless. Write this down. All right. Write this down. Ricky Rubio will have an assist-to-turnover ratio higher than, than three and a half. All right. So that could be like a, like like nine assists per game and two turnovers or something. Something like that. Yeah. Three and a half. You Write said, this Sam? down. Yeah, three and a half. Okay, got it. <clears throat> Judd Zolget. <clears throat> the Vikings will win their next two games against Carolina and Jacksonville. So the Vikings will win Sunday against Carolina and the following week against Jacksonville. I like your Ted Williams approach here with a solid lead in the batting average race. You're not pushing your predictions out to 2021. You're taking swings for this season. Just wait for the next two. Mm. Okay. All right. (laughs) I start to push them out after that. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Declan. All right, Teddy Bridgewater. I have to get a Teddy prediction here. Teddy will throw for 250 yards. He will have two touchdowns, and he will finish with a better passer rating than Kirk Cousins. Okay. Is that your what? <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater throws for two, 250 yards. At least 250 yards. Okay. okay. So it was. I don't know. Do we allow it? Do we allow it? Do we allow it? I got it. I got it. I wasn't done making Write the prediction. Write this down. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't done making the prediction. Like, should we tell him? Should we tell him? No. At least is the key phrase there. At least 250 yeah. yards. Two touchdowns. <laughs> There's better pass than the Kirk Cousins. For 250. I didn't want to have to do it again. Well, <laughs> All right. So, so at, done it. at least, right? At least. Okay. It's so on, it's, And it's... Oh. It's on verbal and in written form. Okay. So, yes. All right. All right. 
when you said 250, Judd gave the look like, oh man, if he gets 251, you lose the prediction. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, all right, Teddy Bridgewater. Write this down. Um, all right, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences, so these are intended to be home runs. You guys tell me if they're not, and I will add to them. At some point before the end of the 2020 calendar year, Eddie Rosario will be non-tendered or traded by the Twins, and he will delete multiple Twins-related pictures from his Instagram account. All right, have we looked and seen what he has? I took a screenshot of what he has just so you to, can to prove, prove that he okay. has. Yep. So he he has a ton of twins pictures, and just to show you, like this is just like the last fifteen of them. It's all kinds of twin stuff, right? Okay, like, so yeah, nice division champions and so, stuff. Okay, so, those, so I'm saying, like, okay. I don't know if he's gonna be able to delete all of them, but I think he goes. If this happens, I, I don't think he's gonna take it well. With the, okay. I, I think he'll go on a revenge okay. tour. Fair enough. And you said is Instagram, just Instagram. Yeah. So okay. if, if he deletes stuff from his Twitter account only, then I'll take the L on this one. Got it. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Sam. All right, this weekend we got a big matchup in the EPL. My team, Tottenham Hotspur, will be facing Chelsea, and Tottenham is going to win. You and Chris Long from Channel 5, big Tottenham Hotspur fans. Did you pick that team just randomly? Or how, how did you choose your random European soccer team, Sam? Uh, it was just um, it was one of those, like, I think it was back in the day when Page 2 on ESPN was around, and they did, like, who should be your EPL team. <laughs> And like Steve Nash is a big Tottenham fan, and it was just like if you like like heartbreak and stuff like that, this is the team for you. So Vikings, <laughs> me and my friends from college all decided on Tottenham being our squad, and they still are. <laughs> That's like pretty funny. So basically, if you're a Viking fan looking for a similar experience, the Tottenham would be the oh Write yeah, man. and ways to lose. Yeah. So <laughs> Judd Zolgad. sounds familiar. <clears throat> The Vikings will trade Daniil Hunter this offseason. Ooh. The Vikings will trade Daniil Hunter this offseason. Quick teaser. Mm-hmm. We have a Daniil Hunter speculative trade discussion on Purple Daily today. So check that out today. A, a what-if scenario that a listener emailed to us. All right, back to Declan. Write All it right. down. You like writing things down. Twins prediction. Nelson Cruz will not re-sign with the Twins. Is that on the board, by the way? I've said it out loud. I don't know if that's on the board from either of you. Uh, I have him. Maybe Judd. I have him coming back, I believe, from a few months ago. Okay. Okay. So I don't think I have any of those. So I think you're fine. He will not resign with the Twins. Okay. Nelson Cruz. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. All right. Write this down. The Vikings will beat the Panthers by 10 points or more. Cousins will throw no interceptions. And both Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook will score at least one touchdown apiece. Okay. In this game. Yep. Little three Adam parlay. That works. Looking for home runs. That works. All right. Try to take the lead. That's a lot. Write this down. Back to Sam. Your final prediction, sir. All right. Write this down. Harry Kane from Tottenham will have at least two goals on Sunday. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Big nice, n- nice match for Harry. Harry yeah, Kane nice, was. Nice little week for Harry Kane if that happens. So, awesome. uh, Sam, since you have this platform here uh, in front of millions and millions or something like that, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this point? Uh, I mean, last time I thanked you guys, that still holds true, but uh, I'm going to thank my friends who I know are, well, at least one of them will listen. Well, <laughs> to Megan, who will at least listen. And um, again, just thank you to you guys. It's uh, one of those weird years and we're pushing through it. Amen. Sam, thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, thanks for being a loyal listener. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, Sam taking his swings here. Write it down. You like writing things down. One more trip around for Judd. The Gopher men's hockey team will play in the championship game of the Frozen Four this season. Whoa. Mm. The Gopher men's hockey team will play in the championship game of the Frozen Four this season. And so they'll be playing for a national title. They will be playing for a national title. Exactly right. I'm not going to assure you they're going to win it, um, but they look damn good, so... I'll give them that. Okay. And plus, it pushes it into March. Write it down. You like writing April, things actually. down. So there you go. Wait, you're predicting that it's going to happen in April? No, I'm saying it pushes the prediction down Be the road. Be careful. It pushes the prediction People down to the, show, the road. You. No, 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 no. My <laughs> prediction is done. My, my prediction's done. I'm just saying my last two predictions are into 2021, so they can't bite me for 2020. Okay, so if the season gets pushed into 2022 and the Gophers play oh, then that's wrong. championship, okay. Just want to make then sure. I, oh, Everyone's everyone's all like, no. I said this season. On, on, no, no, no. It's this. Yeah, it's it's this. If they if there is no frozen four this coming or in the season that we're in, yeah. then it's not right. 
Okay. Write this down. Okay. All right, Declan, your final prediction. I have a wrestling prediction here. The following WWE championships will not change hands for the rest of the year in 2020. Okay. So the universal title. How many pay-per-views are left? One? I think one. The universal title, the WWE title, and both single women's championship titles. So that is Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, okay. and Asuka. All of them will hold their championships for the rest of 2020. They into will not January. lose into January. Okay. Into January. So they'll keep their titles into January. Yes. Okay. I don't Write know this down. because it's only like five weeks left of the year and there was already a couple last major title changes. I don't think it's a home run, but I'll let you decide. I would say if there were more than one pay-per-view, it could be considered a home run for sure. But yeah. because there's only one pay-per-view, it's, it's it's a good ringing double or a triple. Okay. Something like that. All right. All right. Write this down. I'm still going for home runs here. I'm going to predict something precise. The Packers will go precisely 4-1 and one over their next five games, and their only loss will be to the Tennessee Titans. Okay. And I think that would be Who's four, the schedule, four you know? straight wins. It's like the Bears, Philly. Oh, the Bears on Sunday night. It's it's four games that they probably should win, and then and then it's uh and then it's Tennessee in like the second to last game of the season. Okay. So so Packers will go precisely four and one over the next five games, and they will beat Tennessee, uh, or they will lose to Tennessee as the as the one loss. Okay, so there they go. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Are you? How mad are you at Adam specifically I'm, for sne- for what snitch, I'm, snitching? I'm on like you. a nine. I am a nine out of ten. I am very upset. Eight. I would not have thought about this. I would. Not, I, I would have considered like the spirit of it if he had not DM'd with the. With I think you have to take a long, hard look in the mirror here. I mean, you predicted that a trade w- would be announced, and if you By said team, if you said yeah. announced, we know that NBA trades can't be announced on draft night. Okay, and if that's the case, I mean, I I've done it before. It. I've done it, but I've done it, and I've been mad, and it's taken me weeks to get past it, but I finally get past it. It is tough when this and this has happened. This has happened to me about ten times in the history. Write that down. It's, I mean, it's a terrible feeling. I was kicking myself with, with my J Will question too long. I lost a point. I could have tied Phil. I had it, but you know what I did? I went back, looked at the tape. It was easily correctable. I feel like you asked the great question. You made him think, and yeah. then you admired your question too long. <laughs> Oh, I bat flipped the question. Yeah, you bat flipped. Oh, yeah. I bat I bat flipped it. There's yeah. no question. Well, it, it was it was so good that I will tell you I KBO'd it. Yeah. I totally bat flipped it. Yeah. So those are write that down predictions and an accountability session. The only show in America that keeps track of our predictions with batting averages and home runs. Write it down. You like writing things down. We'll talk to our friend Patrick Royce here in a second. All right, Patrick Royce joins us every Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. You can also find Royce Unchained in podcast form and on scorenorth.com every Monday. So, Pat, we uh, the day before Thanksgiving is always one of our favorite shows on Mackie and Judd because back in the old days, we would spend four hours trying to figure out who your turkey of the year is. And yes. so we did We did spend some time. I guess my question is, what is the, what is the status of the turkey of the year column? Uh, the status is we signed off last year, right? We're done. We put it away. We put it away. But 2020 has been a very unusual year with a lot of strange stuff happening. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's okay. uh, that's 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 basically what what I would have to tell you. So right you're now. saying that the turkey of the year column is the it's the Brett Favre equivalent. It's it's or the the <laughs> under was, the Undertaker just retired again for the tenth time yeah. this last Vern weekend. Gagne, Vern Gagne, Vern is our role model. Vern <laughs> has six seven championship returns. Uh, let's put it this way: 2017, the turkey chairman received the award. And then 2000, so it was, you know, the, the suggestion was that was it. It was over. Then 2018, we had my buddy, uh, Philip J. Black Jr. was 4-13 and 13 at Big Ten games at that point. And there was just really a strong urge to get him on the list, right? And to uh, maybe inspire him to better things. So that came back as the authentic turkey, the tat, right? It was the, the, the authentic turkey award. 2019 official sign-off. Uh, there's been a lot, let's put it this way, there's been a lot of pressure on the founder, 
not the chairman anymore, because there's nothing to be chairman of, to bring it back in the year of the pandemic. So we'll have to find out, I guess. So we we were were going through the potentials if the turkey of the year in, in its old incarnation did still exist, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And one and one we came up with was what about the twins and Rocco? And then Phil Phil might have nailed it by saying what, 20 years of Twins baseball playoff ineptitude when you lose 18 consecutive playoff games. I sort of like that one. Uh, Yeah, I think if there was a turkey to be had, losing 18 straight postseason games, uh, which not only has not been done in North America, (laughs) it's probably never been done in the universe, right? I mean, we could go to Mars and we couldn't find anything to uh, uh, the equivalent of this. So I would say that would be a strong contender. Yes, it would be. Yeah. That would be, that was not, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good guess right there. Yeah, yeah. That would be a pretty good guess, but, uh, uh, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll just have to find out, I oh. guess. What was the other, the other thing we were kicking There's around There's no today. committee meeting now, by the way, because the committee disbanded after they, after <laughs> they, they to the uh, chair. fired me. Well, the committee, the, they, the committee can't hop on a Zoom? <laughs> they gave no, it to the chairman. The Two thousand seventeen the committee revolted and voted the chairman as Turkey of the Year and everything just which, that. which was the ultimate nod to Sid. Because that 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 was, I think, your statement that Sid yes. had won. At that it, point it, he just it, won. Yes, it been a, the forty year war was over. <laughs> Sid won. Yes, it was right. That Sid won. But hey, now I've I won because I outlived him. Even though he spotted me twenty five years, I outlived him, and, and that was really the goal. Well, what was really? the dark the dark star thing where Sid tried to have the estate sale to rival Darks because he was jealous, even though Dark was dead? Yes, that was jealous of Dark's estate sale. Yes, that was that was unbelievable. That Dark had the uh, the big estate sale at uh, at uh, what somewhere over on uh, on the other side of the river, right? Uh, yeah, I don't remember where it was. Yeah, they had a big estate sale, and it did pretty good. And, of course, what Sid didn't know is that all the money Dark made on the estate sale basically went to people he owed money to. So it, didn't, it wasn't like it wasn't like it benefited uh, the legacy of Dark or anything like that. But uh, Sid was very jealous of that estate sale. Yes, it is. Uh, Pat- that is, that is, that. You know, I feel bad now that you bring it up, John, and all the stuff I wrote about him, I never sneaked in the fact that he was the kind of guy who would be jealous of somebody else's estate sale, <laughs> which is pretty pretty amazing. And your you line was what? Sid, he's dead. You won. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. Yeah, he did win, Sid. You won. So anyway. Impatience, it, damn it. I just – I. This, Got to have the estate sale before I get you die. Very sad about Dark at this time of year because he and his mom used to come over for Thanksgiving quite often and Christmas. So, hey it Pat, was- the other thing we were kicking around uh, Thanksgiving related, uh, we're trying to figure out when the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, drinks giving as people call it now, oh. when it became. <laughs> and you've been sober for like four decades, but but yes. go, going back to your day uh, was when did Wednesday before oh. Thanksgiving become the big drinking day? I think. In the 70s, for sure, the turkeys of the year started because of drinks giving. I had to have a Thursday column. I didn't want to go to a game on Wednesday night because I wanted to get out the prior lake and start drinking. And I'm driving in at 2 o'clock in the afternoon thinking, I got nothing. What am I going to do here? I don't want to. I don't want to. Right, anything, and it occurred to me, oh, tur- you know, tur- Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, so it was just like a two-hour column that I just took some cheap shots at people, and that's where it, I called it the turkey of the year. That's where it all started because of drinks giving. We used to do it at the bowling alley in Prior Lake uh, that would start off with a kind of a late-night bowling game, and then – and then the with the owners were very kind to us, so we'd stay there and sh- shoot craps till like five o'clock in the morning, and drive home right there at the legal limit, you know, right, right on the edge there. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that. Uh, 
that has something to do with the 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 fact that I'm 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 now married for the second time. That's uh, that has something to do with that. Yes, it would. Uh, <laughs> Drinksgiving was boy. It was a, that was the worst night of the year. It, it was worse than anything in the summer. That was for or some reason. Or the best night of the year. Well, well, for yeah, depending how you wanted to see it. Yes, that's, you know what we needed to have open? They should have had an emergency opening of the Twins drinking room on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Yeah, it, it was uh it was uh it was a crazy evening, that's for sure. And the and the instigator of that uh, this year is I'm I'm kind of modeling about 2020. I lost my brother this year, Mike at Michael at 80. And uh, he was probably the leading bleep disturber of Drinksgiving out there when the the uh, crap shooting and the bowling and the pool playing and everything else occurred on that evening. Yes, it was uh, it was a, a memorable uh, time. If you could, re- you couldn't remember it the next day, but I can remember it back <laughs> now. You know, I can Thursdays remember. were rough. Oh, they were. Thursdays were. Was rough. That was tough. Yep, that are was you, not fun. Are you going to miss the battle for the axe, Pat? Yes, I think it was, you know, it, it, it's hard to miss anything that's not occurring this year, right? Because it's just such a screwed up year. But uh, I think Judd might be suspicious the Gophers didn't want to play this game. I would have been suspicious they didn't want to play this game until I watched Wisconsin Saturday against uh, Northwestern. Uh, you know, obviously they were couple of 20 points favorite or something but that i would have taken the points for sure because the freshman quarterback i know northwestern's got a good defense but the freshman quarterback absolutely looked like a freshman they turned it over five times they were inept offensively and they've missed they're missing a lot of guys too you know their best two receivers uh aren't playing they're missing a lot of guys too so i i don't you know, I don't think that uh, it was fear of the Badgers that caused the Gophers to pull the plug on this one. Probably right. Uh, so I, I got a team. Go for hockey. Motsko's boys, Patrick. 4 0. They were really good. Two pretty good teams, right? Penn, Penn State, I believe, is. Did they get beat again last year? Yeah, night? they don't look that good. Yeah. They're 0 4. Ohio this year, State's but, okay, but yeah, the Gophers look great. Yeah. Well, it didn't take him long. I I think that he's uh, he's the real deal. And I told you yesterday when I was talking to you or Monday, he's not paranoid like all Gophers coaches. He knows that he's good. He knows that he knows what he's doing. He can coach him when he gets him. He can make him better, mm-hmm. and uh, he can come up with a system. And he's uh, you know he's really a good guy, Motsko. He's an easy guy to root for. And uh, you know, of course, Wooger was an easy guy to root for too. And Lucia was tolerable, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I think Botsko, they got the right guy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's, uh, what, are you guys cooking tomorrow or what's your, what's your plan? Are you, are you supporting uh, a, a spread of the local restaurant or what are you doing? Tim Murray has done a fine job of preparing. I got to pick up, I got to pick it up at five this afternoon and, uh, you, you just warm it up, I guess. Nice. Anybody who wants to come over can come over. I'll feed you out on the steps. You can eat out there. You know? There you go, Dex. Yeah. Put up, put Just... up, put out a picnic table or some damn thing. It's uh, bring a tent. Everybody. I mean, this is my level of paranoia about the COVID wasn't ever that high until like the last. I know, and Declan went through it, and everybody. But the last, the last what's going on right now is makes you wonder about. Uh, mingling with too many people mm-hmm. so it's uh i i don't know what it's going up by the tens of thousands every day so it's uh it's weird man yep i want to as i say i want to be able to see it man i want to be able to see it <laughs> see it floating through the air like wanna, spritz it put a little spritz come up, with a, come up with a spray that we can spray in the air to see if it's what are you gonna dodge it i actually don't want to see that i i would that would be terrible. break it up here a little bit okay yeah well yeah, we, okay. well we got to run anyways pat so we'll okay. talk you have a great thanksgiving, thanksgiving. Happy thanksgiving pat. all right see you pat Bye. <laughs> so ooh, so so the turkey of the year column That's might still sort of exist classic is what he's saying classic drinks given going back to the 70s and here i thought i was damn near a founding father 
Yeah, it had been around for two or three decades before. I mean, I started 90s. Yeah, I think I think on the age of twenty. I think that story about Pat starting the uh, the Turkey of the Year column because he just wanted to just get something filed so he can go get smoked on a Wednesday night. That's a great story. (laughs) So, well, that's a wrap on this episode. We have for for Thursday for Thanksgiving. uh, We did dig up an old episode. This is Teddy Bridgewater week. The Vikings are set to to unless he's still hurt. I think he's on track to play this weekend. But even if he's not, the Vikings are going to see Teddy Bridgewater in some capacity. And we tracked down the Mackie and Judd episode the day after the Vikings drafted Teddy Bridgewater. And our full reaction to it and all kinds of... You'll, you'll hear other old bits and stuff that we did. So it's uh, it's, it's worth a listen on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed on Thanksgiving. And don't forget, Purple Daily is still rocking every single day this week. So check those episodes out. And we'll see you guys later.